I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And every day at 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram. What up, Jim Norder? How are you, buddy? Hi, Olena. Hi, Sally. Scooter. Wyatt. Good to see everybody. No audio, you say? Oh, wait a minute. There we go. How's that? I bet you can hear it now. Because I'm a big dum-dum. What we're going to be talking about today, proving that I'm already terrible at it, is a little bit of multitasking. Who's ready for some multitasking, everybody? You guys still can't hear? No, that's ridiculous. Of course you can hear. You should be able to now, right? Hear me now? Okay, good. There we go. Now we got you dialed in. Uh, As I was saying a moment ago, we're going to be doing some multitasking here today. Because, listen, I've been taking a lot of shit on the internet. I've been taking... I hear what they're saying. I'm on the Twitters. Everybody talking shit about... Pavich's multitasking isn't what it used to be. Pavich's ability to be able to do two things at once, it's gone down over the years. He lost his curveball in the in the multitasking. Well, that's bullshit. Because I'm gonna prove it today that I am goddamn good at multitasking. Uh, because I don't like moving stuff around for frivolous things. Because this podcast, and it's time that we've kept with everybody, is important to me. I don't want to give it up. I can already tell. Uh, My sister is on the Instagram live to make sure that I am buying her Foo Fighters tickets because that is what we're going to be multitasking here today, kids. The Foo Fighters have announced that they're going to be coming to town. It is not going to be until August, which already puts me in a bad... Well, I'm like, enough with the goddamn everybody fucking booking shows out two years before they... I don't like... I don't like any of that. That is nonsense. It's absolute garbage. I hate it. I hate the fact that we book these shows and then make you pay for them. And then, you know, two and a half years later, we're finally going to get our asses to that city that you bought them goddamn tickets. And I hate it. I hate everything about it. I don't know what it is. There's the only silver lining. Oh, dude. I got to admit, man. Listening to the Foo Fighters puts me in a much better mood. Ah, dude. This song. I've cried so many times. Who would have thought the dude from Nirvana, huh? Terrible air drummer, but you get you get what I'm saying here, everybody, right? Um, listen, I have loved this band for a long time. My greatest Foo Fighters memory is watching them on my birthday at a dude's garage in White Bear Lake. And man, god damn it, it is ah! There's something about this band, man. I don't know what it is. Every time I every time I hear one of their songs come on, especially. 
Wasting Light. Wasting Light came out at a time when I was probably at my lowest. Hands down was probably at my lowest. I was going through the separation with my daughter's mom. Um, I had just been let go from 93X like, I don't know, must have been about three months after that record came out. Fuck. I spun the wheels off that thing. All right. So get into the waiting room. Join the waiting See, let me also uh, point out to you guys. Don't ever become the dude who becomes somebody who decides to work from home. Because <laughs> when you work from home, <laughs> here's what happens. Uh, you work from home and everybody just assumes that you're the dude who just, you ain't got shit going on. You got nothing cooking. Hey, man, he works from home. He ain't nothing. He's got nothing happening. You know, you'll be that dude that when the fucking, you know, hey, the school just called and uh, they're going to let the kids out early. That sounds like there was a bomb threat. Can you uh, can you go ahead and uh, pick the kids up? You ain't got nothing going on today. You're going to be that guy. When the Foo Fighters put their tickets on sale and because you have a city card and you can get, you know, early access to tickets before anybody else, you're going to be that guy. Everybody go to a job. Go to a job. <laughs> go to an office where if you got to get on the internet, people are going to scream at you because then you'll never be asked to do shit. Uh, but uh, no, it's all good. I don't mind. Do- I really don't mind doing it. Uh, we do have to punch in a code here because Ticketmaster, uh, listen, it's just not enough to be able to take every last dime away from you. Ticketmaster needs to confirm blood types and next of kin and it's a fucking pain in the ass man it really is um don't you guys remember just back in the day when you just not to sound like old man yelling at cloud but jesus christ remember going to the mall and just sitting in line waiting i mean i remember going to like buy aerosmith tickets we drove all the way to duluth sat outside of a was it was it a not a macy's what were they called neiman marcus what was the other one called? What's the one downtown St. Paul? Everybody loses their goddamn shit about. They're like, it's back. They got a Christmas display in the window, everybody. They got a Christmas display in the window. Um, I'm spacing on the name right now, but everybody got Herbergers. Remember, you have to go sit in line at fucking stupid ass Herbergers just to buy tickets to some shit concert. Oh, God damn it. Dayton's. Thank you very much, Jen. Dayton's. That's what it was. Had to go to Dayton's all the time. Yeah. Which I always felt weird about going to a Dayton's to be able to go buy concert tickets because you'd walk in, dude, and it would just be like middle-aged ladies shopping for purses and then Metallica fans hanging out outside, just 400 of them all in single file, just waiting to get fucking Metallica tickets. And it was always so weird. I'm like, could you guys maybe figure out a better <laughs> a better system here? Just a bunch of beatniks and fucking lowlifes all hanging out in line. Sitting around, the whole place just smells like weed. It's fucking gross. And yet there's people that all they got to do that's on their entire day is just sit and hand out concert tickets to the... I mean, these guys ain't got pots to piss in or windows to throw them out of. But they got all day to stand in line to be able to go buy concert tickets. The last concert we ever did that for. And I, I do miss those days, man. I do. I do. And I'm glad that I was still a part of an era when... I mean, I saw Aerosmith when I was 18 and we, no shit, we waited in line to go buy tickets. We got there super early and we bought our tickets and then had stuck them in the visor of the vehicle and held on to them until, you know, six months later when we went and saw the show. And uh, 
There was something about it. And the last time we ever had to do that, Metallica was coming to town. And this was not on their load and reload tour. This was after that. It wasn't quite Sane Anger yet. It was probably about about four or five years before Sane Anger. So it may have been like one of those load or reload tours. But either way, we I remember to go see him at the Target Center, we all waited in line and got our tickets to go. We were all at the mall in Mankato, Minnesota, whatever the name of that mall is. And I, I thought, you know, hey, man, like Mankato's kind of quite a drive from Minneapolis. Not a huge drive, but I bet if we got there an hour and a half before tickets went on sale, we should be all right. Fuck no. We should have been there a day and a half before tickets went on sale. I mean, the line was ridiculous. It was almost like, uh, you know, uh, when the gang from Bayside High went to go buy concert tickets and Screech got out of line and then sent them all the way to the back, they got up to the front and they goddamn closed the window. They were like, no more concert tickets after finding a bag of money in the bathroom. What a shit way to go spend your holidays, huh? But we, um, uh, we did finally get up to the front. We got tickets. It was... I don't know. There was three of us. We bought three tickets. They were absolute nosebleed. I mean, you couldn't get further away from the stage for the tickets that we bought. And I don't know. It must have been about four days before the show. Uh, The two dipshits that I bought those tickets with, they're like, yeah, we sold our tickets. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean you sold your tickets? They're like, yeah, I don't know. We sold them like three weeks ago. I was like, who'd you sell them to? They're like, I don't know. A couple of buddies of mine that wanted to go. So what the fuck? How am I supposed to get to Minneapolis? Like, was I going to drive by myself? Are you guys not going to, were we going to get in the car? And then was I going to call you guys the day of the show and go, hey, I'll swing by and pick you up. And then you're not going to tell me what the fuck's the matter with you? So I drove up. Turns out I had a friend of mine who was in Minneapolis, a guy that I used to intern for at a radio station. And he was like, hey, man, uh, if you want, dude, you're more than welcome to uh, come on up. We'll hang out the show. I know some people that kind of know Metallica's folks and whatnot. If you want to come and hang and I don't know, I was like 19 at the time. So him and I drove up to Minneapolis. He went somewhere with, I don't know, God knows who. And I kind of just like went into the show. So I went and sat in my seat, which was, you know, fuck, I might as well have been on Mars trying to watch Metallica play. And I just went, fuck this. It was it was Metallica, Kid Rock, and Seven Dust. And I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm not sitting all the way up here. So I went and... I kind of weaseled my way all the way down to the front and noticed that there was a, a group of like five people, but six seats. And there was one that was not taken. So I just kind of like moseyed on down and <laughs> took a seat. I don't know. Seventh row. Nobody told me to leave. So I watched the entire show. <laughs> and afterwards, it was cool, man, because we went to uh, afterwards – uh, I found my buddy Mike, who I was with, and was like, and he's like, "Hey, man, if you want to kick it for a while, let's just hang out back and see where everybody's going." And I don't know while we were back there, like this was back before you know Kid Rock became a fucking punching bag and a national joke. But yeah, he was a cool dude back then, you know, and people loved him, and he was funny, and he was cool, and there was a group of all of us kind of sitting around bullshitting. And my buddy Mike knew the drummer from Twisted Brown Truckers, so that gal, we just sat around and chatted for a while, and. Kid Rock walked out, said hi to some people, got in a limo. Um, I don't know. By the end of the night, I was like, dude, I got to get back. I got to work in the morning. And Mike's like, ah, fuck, I might as well take off too. So we left. And then Mike got a call the next day going, dude, you guys should have fucking. It always happens like that, right? Now you should have hung out. It's the best night of our lives. Turns out like a bunch of people took Metallica bowling in Uptown 
And uh, it was kind of like, uh, hey, man, uh, they shut her down. But if you knew somebody to get in, you were good and fucking. Yeah, man. And then years later, when I would finally go to work in 93X, I would hear goddamn folklores about that night with Metallica at the fucking bowling alley. I'm like, fuck, I could have been there. Happens all the time. God damn it. Scooter had the same situation happen to me last night at Jingle Ball. Had a great time with WTF. Yeah, we way, the, we way up there. Jesus Christ. I know, man. That shit sucks. All right, two minutes to go before we got to buy Foo Fighters tickets. Let's see how much money they're going to rate me for this time. Jesus Christ. Ugh. You know, for how much money I spend on the Foo Fighters, you think Dave Grohl would get a haircut? Maybe goddamn dress a little snappier every once in a while. Could Taylor buy some sleeves? Jesus Christ. All the money we're fucking pumping into these dudes. Never, nary once have I ever seen them look dapper. Although uh, I was talking to Chris from the Foo Fighters one time, um, and he was just like such a, such a fucking menchy dude. God, he's the best. He's just the nicest guy ever. And he told some great stories about how he, um, uh, we were with, at Ozfest, yeah, man, Ozfest, and he told the story about how him playing with no use for a name, and how I had seen him play there. I mean, Christ, he was only like nineteen at the time, and you know, now he's you know touring with the Foo Fighters, and who would have goddamn thought, right? But great story about him getting shit faced during Ozfest that night, and then waking up in a campsite, and somebody went, "Hey, man, uh, I'm going to Kansas City." Uh, we're leaving right now if you need a ride. And he just like jumped on a ride and drove all the way to Kansas City and got to the venue, you know, minutes before his band were to get on stage. <laughs> Life's of rock stars, huh? And here's the thing. Uh, I know that shit gets a little bit easier once you get to a uh, certain level in your career, but it's kind of all the same. No matter what, it's always go, 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 go. It's always go, 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 go. Doesn't matter where you are in your career. Doesn't matter, you know, from the day you start this business till the day you die, it's always a grind. It's always a hustle, no matter what. I was talking to Carly Aquilino when we were in New York, and she's like, you know, I thought when I got to a certain level, like shit would just like plane out and I could stop waking up every day and just like pushing, pushing, pushing and staying up all night and writing and working and all. And she's like, it's, it's, it's way more than it was. I was like, yeah, that's how this works. That's how this works. All right, one less than one minute to go. Let's see how much money they want, because Jesus Christ, you know that it's going to be fucking ridiculous. Um, well, see, so you got it. Yeah, so I joined the waiting room. Let's see how long the waiting room takes, because holy shit, I bet this is going to be a fucking monstrosity. Be like, hey, thanks for showing up to the waiting room. You're going to be here for 39 minutes. Like, What? Uh, I am 1,018. (laughs) Did I not tell you guys? I literally hit the button. Join the waiting room now. 1,018. Ah, Christ. Uh, It's going down pretty fast. Only 912 people in front of me now. Jesus. It'll go quick. Ah, man, I don't know. It's true, though. Amanda, okay, that laugh made my whole morning. It's fucking true. I told you guys. How long is this wait going to be? I told you. Now, remember, you have to have a city card bank to be able to purchase tickets. This is a pre-sale. 
Who knows if I'll even get tickets now? Jesus, 847 people to go. Because what they do is they put a pre-sale up and then they only give out a certain amount of tickets. And then you can only buy tickets, those allotted tickets. And then you have the next pre-sale that comes on. I mean, they figured this out, man. Like, don't give people discounts. Give them early access. They'll pay the same amount. Like, we're the dum-dums that pay the same amount constantly. That's our biggest problem. We constantly keep telling these people that it's okay for them to charge us $400 a ticket, you know? All all it would take is one tour for Guns N' Roses. If we all... But then again, I don't know. You hear this shit about like, you know what? Everybody, coming up on Thursday, we're we're all going to not buy gasoline. And then that's going to drive down the price of gasoline and show these people that we mean business. And then you look at the gas pumps and they're still, you know, fucking 30 cars deep. You're like, what happened, everybody? What uh, what happened to the we're all going to not buy gas on Thursday? That go? No? Okay. All right. Only 405 people in front of me now. So we are on the up and up, everybody. Um, yeah. It should be. You know what, though? Every time I've seen these guys play, it is it's lights out. One of the best shows you're ever going to see. I think the last time we saw him at the XL Energy Center was probably the worst time that we had ever seen him. And much like pizza, even if it's not that great, it's still pretty good. Um, What movie was that from? Huh? Go ahead. Throw it in the comments below. Bet you can't. Bet you can't. Um, Even their bad shows are still friggin' awesome. Although it was like the last night of the tour. And Dave's voice was just shot. I don't know if you guys know this at all. Uh, Dave Grohl, not that great of a singer. Not amazing. Not not that great. Uh, you don't believe me? Go ahead and Google. Oh, you know what? Since we're here, fuck it. I might as well play it. Since I only got, ooh, wait a minute. We're at 118 people. Okay, hang on. I'll find this. And while I'm, while I am purchasing tickets, you guys can listen to this. Because it is goddamn hilarious. And it's one of my favorite things on the internet. 67 people in front of me. Okay, here we go. I'll play this while you guys. So funny. Oh, hang on a second. Get out of there, audio slave. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just want to introduce to you now one of my good friends, Mr. Dave Grohl. You know, Dave and I were talking, because we talk a lot. We probably talk, what, three, four times a week. And uh, we realized we shared a lot in common. And one song in particular, one song that (laughs) connects with our lives. One song that we both had played at our weddings for the birth (laughs) of our children. In 1981, Don Henley called up Stevie Nicks and said, hey, let's lay something down. Tell me you guys are all hearing this, right? She said, I'd love to, but first I need to inject cocaine into my butthole. And then the rest was history. So I hope you enjoy this song. It's a special connection between us and you. 
And we mean every single fucking word of it. Is love so fragile and the heart so hollow? Shatter with words, impossible to follow. Saying I'm fragile, I try <laughs> not to be. I search only for something I can't see. <laughs> do, do, do. I just got lost in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own life and I am stronger than you know, baby. you guys not that great not that great so you in the moonlight I told you see not that great still love him Me up, well, <laughs> but that time I saw you, I knew that you would light my life, and somehow I'd get by. Love us forever, face to face. My city or mountain, stay with me, stay. I need you to love me. <laughs> I need you to stay. Bring to me your leather. 
Amazing, amazing, everybody. Amazing, isn't it? I know, I know. Anyway, well, uh, I'm going to go finish this. I wanted you guys to hear that, though. And uh, y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Foo Fighters makes me feel so so alive inside, doesn't it? So alive. Get out of there, Wendy's. You ain't paying for my fucking airways. Get out of there. Anyways, you guys have a great night, a uh, great day, whatever it is you got going on. Hope everybody's kicking it. Uh, don't forget, next Thursday, Stillwater, going to be with Randall Reed and Wendy Mayberry, who's going to be joining me on an Instagram Live uh, this week to help promote the show. So I think that'll be Friday, but we'll figure it out uh, for sure. And she's just, oh man, she's such a gangster on stage. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm telling you guys, like, if there's a show to come to, that's the one. Like, that lady crushes rooms crushes rooms crushes them so yes um i love her to death she's the best but uh, yeah in the meantime uh you guys uh, have a great day and we will catch you tomorrow see ya bye seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.